What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Healthy Behemoth Podcast. My name is Callie, and I am the founder of Sweaty Studio, Healthy Behemoth Podcast, and I'm sweaty and I know it. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. I'm literally so excited you're here. If you are returning, welcome back, my gorgeous queen. I'm so pumped you're back. Anyway, I'm literally so excited for you to listen to this episode today. It is a quicker episode with one of my best friends in the holistic wellness space. Her name is Maddie Miles. You probably already know who she is because I've had her on the podcast before and a lot of you guys requested her to come back. So she's back. And just a little bit of background on Maddie. She is a board certified integrative health practitioner, women's health and hormone expert and clinical herbalist. So we're going to chat all things birth control today. Should you be on birth control? What kind of birth control if you are going to be on birth control should you be on? Is birth control giving you depression and anxiety? And can I get pregnant if I'm not on birth control? Question mark. Anyway, those are so many questions that I had, at least when I first discovered Maddie and I discovered her platform. And I'm really, really excited because since I have become friends with Maddie personally, as well as professionally, she has taught me so much about the beauty of learning to listen to your body and use the fertility awareness method, aka natural tracking. So I, a little background on me is I used to be on birth control. I got on birth control my freshman year of high school, I believe. And I was on birth control because my cycle was really, really, it was, I was going to be period like every three weeks or not every three weeks. It was, it was like so, so much and my period had not been regulated and I got on birth control to try to regulate it. Basically, long story short is I got on birth control. I gained a lot of weight from it and it started to affect my mood significantly and I didn't realize this until I got off of birth control and my anxiety and depression significantly changed and was a lot better. I'm not saying that my anxiety magically disappeared overnight but I am saying that I did notice a big change in how I was as a person when I was on birth control versus not on birth control. I experimented with different dosages of the pill. I experimented with the copper IUD. I did research on getting an arm implant. I looked into getting a hormonal IUD. I was so desperate to find a type of birth control that really worked for my body. And I was so discouraged when I tried the copper IUD and was only left to find that my periods were chaotic and so heavy and completely would alter my life. I felt like I couldn't leave my house because I was going to bleed through every outfit I was wearing. And not to mention, on top of that, I got such bad BV with my copper IUD, which is bacterial vaginosis, if you're not familiar with it. It, to me, it feels like a combo of a yeast and a UTI infection. It's like terrible. And I'd, I'd get them all the time. And it was just so discouraging. Like I completely know how it feels to feel so lost in the world of women's health and birth control methods. And that is why I'm bringing on Maddie. In my group chat that I have, you can join below and link to my show notes. We were having a conversation about birth control. And a lot of you guys were asking questions about, is birth control worth it? What kind of birth control should I get on? And while this is a podcast episode that is not us giving you specific personalized medical advice, because we, I mean, at least for me, I should not be doing that. 
if you have more questions contact maddie directly you can book personal consultations with her for personalized advice but this is simply us sharing education and sharing information about birth control and alternatives so i really hope you love this episode if you have more questions contact maddie directly on her instagram i'll link it below and if you have any questions about cycle syncing your workouts you can also contact me directly on my sweatystudio.com i actually have playlists that are for cycle syncing so you can do workouts to fit with each of your phases of your cycle and we're going to get more into that if you're like what does that even mean Callie so basically you're working out to match your energy levels and to meet your body where you are in your hormonal journey so anyway on that note I'm so excited for you guys to meet Maddie we're going to get into things today and no self-check check-in this week but if you need a self-check-in go ahead and just listen to one of my other episodes it's a little short episode so if you're short on time this is perfect for you all right guys let's go ahead and meet maddie that's so cute that your listeners requested that i come back on i love them all already (laughs) um hi callie hi all of callie's listeners thank you so much for having me on i'm honored My name is Maddie Miles, and I am the founder of Peace Love Hormones, which is a brand that is helping to break period stigma and to educate about our beautiful ovulatory and menstrual cycles because a large and very alarmingly high number of us, over 80%, experience PMS and hormone imbalances, whether that be... PCOS, endometriosis, adenomyosis, or something on the lesser scale, just, you know, cyclical PMS and hormonal acne. I was really appalled by this number and went through the ringer with my own health and my own menstrual health and emotional health, spiritual health, all of the things. So that's why I'm so passionate. That's why I started Peace Love Hormones. I have studied almost all the different forms of like the functional more natural ways um, of healing the body and of medicine. So I'm an integrative health practitioner. I am a clinical herbalist and I specialize in women's reproductive health. So I'm incredibly passionate about all things, our cycles um, and really just helping women and all of those, regardless of how they identify, if they have ovaries in a uterus and they're having this cycle, um, how to just feel amazing. And then beyond that too, another beautiful phase of our lives, which is very natural, is like perimenopause and menopause and postmenopause, which are all beautiful things, um, which we have just labeled as diagnoses now. So we can make, big pharma can make a buck, but all of these, my point is they're such beautiful, natural parts of who we are that we all go throughout these waves. I didn't even mention pregnancy if someone chooses to get pregnant. So that's really what we do is we are just like an education platform. First and foremost, we always want to be educating and empowering. And then on the product side, we have a mental health app, we have eBooks and we have our herbal nutraceuticals. So one of which Callie takes. Yes, I love my soothe and I also am on the app as well. And I love your recipes. They literally are so cool and I am really excited to make one. So you definitely inspire me a lot with learning what foods to eat for my cycle. And I'm like, you seriously have helped so much with my personal journey. And that's why like, I'm not even joking, Maddie. Every single time one of my followers or friends is asking me about birth control and my experience off of birth control, I always plug you because you seriously have educated me so much. And I didn't even know there was another 
alternative to birth control before I came across your Instagram. So you're like my go-to. I literally recommend everyone to you. But I am really excited because like I mentioned, my listeners, you guys have recommended or not recommended, requested Maddie to come back on the show specifically today to chat about birth control and coming off of birth control what are the pros and cons? So I'm really excited. I actually have some questions from my little community that they want to ask you. So we'll start off with one of those. And I want to just start by asking you, do certain birth control methods affect your moods in different ways? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And that's actually one of the reasons why I don't recommend the pill. Um, or any type of hormonal contraceptive because uh, one of the major noted and studied side effects of progestins, the artificial form, the synthetic artificial form of progesterone is depression. So that is one of the major side effects. I can raise my hand over here that I too experienced extreme mood imbalances when I was on the pill for six years. So, you know, a lot of this stuff unfortunately, Callie, like we don't have a ton of research out there. Instead of focusing money and time and research into figuring out better alternatives to hormonal contraceptive, they've instead tried, they've dedicated more money to figuring out how to, you know, which pill is better. And we shouldn't be figuring out like which form of like pill or hormonal contraceptive, like whether it's the implant or the IUD, which one is better. It's just like saying like, okay, you have like a bag of like rotten apples, like which is like the least rotten, you know, it's like, let's dedicate more time and money and research to actually learning about our bodies and our cycles, which Mm -hmm. we do have an overwhelmingly beautiful amount of research more now than ever before, but we still need a lot more. And so, you know, it depends on who you're talking to. If you're talking to a typical doctor or gynecologist who's gone through the system, they either A have no idea what the artificial hormones in hormonal contraceptive does. So they are not a good resource for that. Or perhaps they have read and stay up to date with current medical literature and they know that, oh, progestins in some cases are linked to depression. But to them, it's not significant enough that it's something that they would ever link when their patient comes into the office. So like for me, for example, when I would go in and say, oh, my mood is low, it was never it may be your body not responding well to the hormonal contraceptive you're on. Instead, it was, well, let's prescribe you more medication to help with the depression. And also in my case, insomnia. So um, yes, a huge side effect of the progestins is mood uh, mood imbalances and depression. However, it just depends on who you ask, which is why some people are so confused because they're like, I thought my doctor had, you know, my best interests at heart and, and mm. perhaps they do, but they just don't know, or, you know, they're just, they're not staying up to date with current medical literature. Yeah, that's so true. And I guess going off of that, if someone does decide, like, I am ready to get off the pill, I think it's truly giving me depression and anxiety. How would you recommend someone gets off the pill? Absolutely. So the pill is impacting 
our HPA, our hypothalamic um, adrenal, I'm sorry, I said amenorrhea because I was literally <laughs> just re- recording a podcast on hypothalamic amenorrhea, um, but uh, adrenal access. And it's really impacting how our, our pituitary gland and our hypothalamus are interacting, which are in our brain, um, are interacting with our ovaries. So it's impacting that. It's impacting our liver, the structure of our liver, the way our liver is functioning. It's impacting our gut and creating dysbiosis within our gut. So um, I mean, the gut and the liver alone, those are two vital organs right there. The liver itself performing over 500 vital functions that we really need to support before coming off the pill. So um, making sure that we are, and this is again, like I know that we don't have too much time. So, you know, trying to get in as much information as I can, but always knowing I do have a podcast as well. I have blogs on our website um, and there are other incredible women in this space and we, all of our work is dedicated to this topic. So, but when it comes to getting off the pill, we really want to be supporting the gut and the liver beforehand using herbal medicine as well, um, just to help making sure that everything is running efficiently. We want to support cellular health because our cells are the ones that power our organs, our tissues, and so in our glands, we want to make sure that our cellular health is there, which is greatly impacted by the pill. And how we can do this in like a foundational way is optimizing sleep, making sure that you are in bed around 10 PM every night and you're up with the sun every single morning and you're getting anywhere from like seven hours on the low end to nine hours of sleep per night. And of course, this is so different for every single person. Like seven hours is not enough for me. I'm like, if I've slept seven hours, <laughs> no one email me, no one texts me, no one talks to me for the day. <laughs> my magic number is nine. If I don't get nine hours, I'm like I'm not a good person. Oh, especially in my luteal phase and I'm on my period, it's more like nine for me. Oh yeah, sometimes ten. Yeah, <laughs> we're like yes, really we're pushing sure. it. For sure. And then, you know, I love noticing this and that's why I'm so passionate about everyone tracking their cycle to notice all of the changes that come throughout our cycle. But during my ovulatory phase, like I eight hours, I'm totally fine on eight hours, you know? So it just is cool to see that like there's as much as an hour, maybe even two hour difference in how much sleep is needed throughout, you know, the course of our 21 to 35 day cycle. Um, but anyway, uh, I kind of, oh, so supporting, <laughs> supporting the foundation. So optimizing sleep, um, and making sure that you're optimizing nutrition as well, opting for organic as much as you can. Therefore you're reducing toxin exposure from the highly sprayed, um, you know, crops, fruit and vegetables, and also just minimizing processed food. They don't provide any nutritional value. Um, number one, and number two, they could actually be doing more harm to your adrenals, to, your hormones and all of the above. So just making sure that we're really focusing on blood sugar manage, blood sugar stabilization and management through the foods that we eat, the times that we eat food, really optimizing that because um, one of the major side effects of the pill is uh, it can cause weight gain through weight uh, insulin resistance. So whether or not you do gain weight from the insulin resistance, the insulin resistance alone, we really need to address before stopping the pill. So again, nourishing foods, you're eating your protein and your fats and your fiber and your carbs. You're not restricting any food, which is huge, right? Because we live in this world where all of these different fad diets are being marketed, especially towards women 24 seven. So it's basically like going back to like the rat and apple example, like if you're taking hormonal birth control and then you are dieting on top of that, I mean, you're all your bodily systems are just like totally out of whack. And then it's like adding 
another rotten. It's like adding rotten apple mush on top of an apple. Being like, here's your dessert. <laughs> Yum. We love Yum. it. Mm. Um, so yeah. So sleep, um, nutrition, stress reduction as well. And, you know, I mean, call me spiritual and woo woo, but it is really, really important to heal trauma. Um, and by the way, hormonal contraceptive is definitely a form of trauma, shutting off your ovaries, shutting off that huge part of you that makes you a woman. So healing from trauma, whether it be from childhood, you know, adulthood, ancestral trauma, and doing practices that help you to get more in tune with your divine feminine, uh, syncing up with the moon phases is something that I adopted before I even stopped the pill. So I started to, you know, sync up with my cycle and eat certain foods, foods for different phases before I stopped the pill, even though I wasn't cycling, I wasn't going through the menstrual follicular ovulatory luteal phases. Um, but I did it with the moon phases because I, you know, number one was just, I mean, I'm so obsessed with all of this stuff. So <laughs> I just like really <laughs> wanted to do it. Um, I was like, I don't want to wait until I get my real cycle back. That could take, you know, what if that takes a year or so after I stop the pill? Like, I want to start doing all of this now. But also, I mean, the connection that I have built with Mother Moon and the earth and my body and being a woman has been, I mean, words can't describe how powerful it's been. And I truly believe that that was one of the crucial, crucial, crucial foundations that helped me to get my cycle back. So, um, yeah, those are the foundations, you know, if you're on the pill or if you're on the implant or the IUD or the shot, if you're on something that is giving you artificial hormones, if it is impacting how any of your vital bodily functions are functioning, then making sure that you're doing all the foundations and then we supplement, right? Supplements Mm -hmm. are amazing, but I mean, the word literally supplement is in addition to all of these foundations that we talked about. So you could be taking my herbal nutraceutical soothe, but if you are, you know, sleeping five hours a night, you're running a really high stress life. You are eating out all the time and, or you're restricting and you're not getting all of your macro and micronutrients, which also the pill specifically depletes our micronutrients. So making sure that we're restoring all of those misnutrients beforehand is very, very important beforehand. And when we stop the pill and just for our entire lives. Right. Um, but yeah, these are just, you know, the foundations and, you know, supplements can be great helps if you have been doing all of these things for, you know, four months post pill and still nothing's working. Then we add in some herbs or we supplement where needed. If we run some labs on you and we see that you're deficient in something and we go, okay, well, let's try it with food first. And if food doesn't work, then we have amazing high quality supplements that I can recommend. Yeah. That, wow. That's a lot of awesome information. And just from a personal standpoint, when I got off the pill, I did it entirely wrong. I literally just cut it cold turkey without doing anything because I was so fed up with it. And then it caused me to get really bad acne on my chin and my just skin was really flaring up. But thankfully, I started doing cycle syncing, which basically is when you are pairing different types of food and different lifestyle choices and workouts 
to sync up with your current phase of cycle you're in and that really helped heal my skin helped heal my energy and like i know a couple of people in my community have mentioned how they've gotten off the pill and they've actually felt like their energy was depleted and they did gain weight so i know it can be really hard on your body if you don't get off it accurately from personal experience so definitely take maddie's tips they are seriously very very good and i want to just get into um another question one of my listeners asked what about copper iud's what's your take on that and i personally had one i hated it but i want to hear your own standpoint yeah of course so the copper iud and i have a podcast episode that goes into each of the different forms everything from like you know we have we have level one birth control methods and level one is where you're not using anything foreign so like a foreign object like the iud you're not using um another source of synthetic hormones. It is just tracking your cycle, tracking your fertile signs, knowing when you're ovulating and abstaining from unprotected penetration during that time. So that's level one. Level two would be like copper IUDs. So they have downsides and it's different for everyone. I mean, you for sure meet those people. I have met various people who are like, it was the greatest thing for me. I, you know, it was painful upon insertion. Well, no, duh, you're getting something inserted into your uterus, a foreign object, but you know, the side effects went away and it's been amazing. I don't have to worry about it. Great. Um, but I would say I would meet more people who do not have the greatest story with it and whether it's because it moved, it, you know, caused pain, heavy bleeding, um, if it depleted their, their zinc levels because copper and zinc compete for each other. So we really need zinc for so many things. It's an essential nutrient for our skin, our hair, progesterone, which progesterone, our natural progesterone has so many benefits, um, including mood regulation. Um, so, you know, when you think about it in that way, there's pros and cons, right? There are pros and cons to everything, even to, you know, natural family planning, the fertility awareness method, you have to be on top of it and no one can do it for you. It's something that you have to track yourself, but it's so beautiful in so many ways. Same with the copper IUD, you know, you're thinking about it from like a logical standpoint. You're like, okay, I don't have to worry about anything, which is really nice. I don't have to take a pill. It's not, you know, giving me artificial hormones, which is great. Um, and some people do lose their um, ovulation on it, but that's not the primary way that it works. So if all is good in the hood and you're still ovulating on it and you can just eat foods that are super high in zinc and perhaps even supplement with zinc, um, then it may be a really great option for you. It was not personally my choice because I didn't want anything foreign within my body. Something about it just felt, uh, it didn't feel right. Intuitively, I could feel like my womb was literally yelling at me for the two weeks that I was kind of going back and forth and considering it. And it was like, don't do this to us, please. And I was like, look, I just feel like if I get this done, my body is not going to like this and I'm going to end up getting it removed. So, um, that being said, it's everyone's personal decision. You know, you have to weigh out your pros and cons. You have to really know your body, but also know that if it doesn't work for you, just you can get it removed. Um, so you don't have to wait until 
you know, your time, your time is up with it, which can be, you know, five plus years, depending on which one that you have, you can get it removed beforehand. So make sure that whoever inserts it is a gyno that you really trust, who will help you to monitor um, any type of symptoms that may arise and will take it out right when you decide, like, I'm done with this thing. And when I had the copper IUD, I actually liked it for the first few months of having it. I thought it was great. But then I started developing BV a lot, which is bacterial vaginosis. And I did my own research and realized it's very linked to having a copper IUD. So I was constantly having to go on antibiotics and it was very, very bad for my gut health. And then on top of that, it started giving my periods, like my periods were literally insane. And like, I'm going to be super TMI because frankly, like we're all women listening and I would literally have to have like super plus tampon and a pad and I would still bleed through like it was insane I was so tired and I was like this is just not worth it and it wasn't like that at first so I got it removed and honestly the removal was like not that bad so once again like if you are highly considering it like you can always try and get it removed because like I was freaked out about the removal but it was like hardly any pain at all removing it so at Parker our purpose is simple We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Yeah, and I know that the Copper ID, like I I just want to add a few other notes because I know that the Copper ID, I get asked about it all the time. And Callie, I'm sure that you do as well out of all the methods. And that is because it is the most popular method of birth control in the world. So and again, like going back to weighing out the pros and cons, if someone's like, I want to be either on the pill or on the copper IUD, or let's say the hormonal IUD and the copper IUD, like those are my only two options, Maddie, I refuse to do the fertility awareness method right now. Then I would say, okay, do the copper IUD. Let's see how you do. Um, so you know, but again, like the cons are that the insertion can be incredibly painful. Um, it can cause cramping for a few weeks up to a few months. And for a lot of women, it causes extremely heavy periods as well for a few months. Like you said, it's not great for the, uh, the vaginal microbiome and doubles the risk of bacterial vaginosis. It also can come out, which most women are not told when they're going into the office, like it can come out. Um, and risk of expulsion is the highest during the first month following insertion. So then it decreases to about like 2% every year following. Um, it also can cause pelvic inflammatory disease. And it, like I mentioned before, it can cause copper excess. And again, this copper excess depletes our zinc. So, you know, that's not great obviously that's <laughs> for like, different reasons <laughs> and it doesn't protect against STIs either. Um, yeah. so that is very notable. Well, interesting. Um, okay. So let's chat then about like your, so, okay. Fertility awareness method. 
simplified, quick version of it, what's your take and how do you do it? Yeah. So the fertility awareness method, um, I, it's slightly different. So I'll talk about the symptothermal method. So the symptothermal method is using science and you are tracking key fertile signs. So your cervical position, your cervical mucus, um, also known as the cervical fluid and your basal body temperature. And so you're tracking these daily throughout your entire cycle because these are your fertile signs. Uh, The pH of our vagina changes throughout the course of our cycle and outside of our fertile window of, you know, anywhere from three to six days, depending on the person, um, it's actually like sperm cannot live in the environment in the pH of our vagina. And then our, the pH of our vagina changes around ovulation and all of a sudden sperm can live in it. And our cervical fluid is changing to act as this beautiful cushiony Uber ride to transport it up. Um, and to perhaps even eventually meet and fertilize one of the eggs, fertilize with one of the eggs, um, that occurs when we ovulate, which we only ovulate once per cycle. So uh, that's my little rant on like, you're not fertile every single day. If anyone didn't pick up on that, you're not fertile every single day. It's not that easy to get pregnant. There's actually a very silent epidemic of fertility issues within the country, within the world. Um, And it's more like a maze for it all to happen. So of course you do meet those people. And I feel like these stories always stick out to us the most in our head of like those people who are like, I got up birth control and I got pregnant right away. Or I, you know, even like missed a pill and I got pregnant or, you know, whatever. Those people are not the majority for sure. But of course it happens, right? Like everyone is so different. So I'm not discrediting that. Of course it happens. But generally speaking, it's really not that easy. A bunch of things have to happen. Um, Egg quality, sperm quality, uh, fertile mucus quality, all of the things. You have to ovulate, you know, which a lot of us have ovulation troubles. Um, And then... BBT, your basal body temperature is super, super important because um, it will spike for at least three days in a row. And once you see that spike in your charts, uh, you know, there are amazing apps out there that sync up um, with your BBT. I love Daisy. I love TempDrop. I have them both and I use them myself. Um, But that will confirm that you have ovulated. So, and then it should stay high for at least 11 days, maximum 14 days um, to have a healthy luteal phase. And then it drops right before you shed your uterine lining and you have your period. But the fertility awareness method is beautiful because you're tracking these things and it's helping you to understand your moods and how you sleep and your cravings, your sexual desire. It's telling you so much. It's giving you the most vital like data on your body and your mind. Um, and outside of just preventing pregnancy, right? Like it's just a beautiful thing to do, whether or not someone is sexually active or has a partner. Um, I still recommend that they track their cycle and use this method because it gives you incredible insight. If you get a pimple that cycle, you can go, okay, well, did I ovulate? What, at what point of my cycle is this pimple happening and occurring? Um, you know, what has been going on in my life and my business life? leading up until this point that could have impacted this, what foods did I eat the day before? Like it literally just cultivates the utmost consciousness and body mindfulness, which is so incredibly powerful. And it trickles into other parts of your life, right? Like I've noticed that once I'd started tracking my cycle, like I'm in general, just a calmer person. I'm much more aware of like how I'm feeling physically and emotionally and 
I feel like my memory has gotten better. Like just overall, it's been empowering and incredibly informational and has allowed me to, as someone who comes from like an eating disorder past um, and who really struggled with like self-worth and body image and body image dysmorphia, it's allowed me to just finally really, truly love myself. Like not just like the, oh, I'm going to look in the mirror and tell myself like, you're amazing. Like you're beautiful today. Like I truly love and appreciate my body, no matter how it's looking or feeling, because I know what it does for me. And I'm getting these signs every single day, you know, like fertile mucus, so many things, like so many people just don't even notice their fertile mucus. I think it's weird, but once you know what actually does and how like, it's even like, for lack of better terms, like bioengineered to weed out the bad sperm. Like it's, looking out for you. Something as simple as the fluid coming out of your vagina is still not, it's not simple. It's incredible. And it's engineered so perfectly and does so many things. So it just creates a lot of uh, self-awareness and a lot of love. And then on top of that, if you're using it to prevent pregnancy, it is incredibly, um, when done correctly, is incredibly efficient and successful. So those are my two cents on the fertility awareness method. Wow. And I love it so much. I've been doing it now for three years. And um, yeah, it's it's amazing. I've seen such incredible, I, I haven't met anyone who's had an unwanted pregnancy using the fertility awareness method under my care, at least. Yeah. And like, so. I empowering is the word that I would also use to describe it. To every single person I talk to, I simply say, It is so empowering to be so connected with your body and to know exactly what is happening, exactly why you're feeling the way you're feeling, exactly why you have acne one day or why you're feeling super bloated the next day. I mean, for me, for such a long time, I always would devalue my emotions when I was going through my luteal phase right before my menstrual phase and I would be in a really bad mood or I'd be really snappy at people and upset and feeling depressed and low when in reality, I was needing to rest and I was preparing to have my period. And now when I'm starting to feel that kind of way, when I'm feeling low energy, I take a step back and I tell my partner, Hey, like, I'm not, I'm not going to be feeling the best this week. Like I'm not, I'm not feeling so energetic. Like my moods might be a little bit swingy this week. Like it's okay. And he definitely appreciates it. And it's really cool because that can seriously help your relationships with everyone. If you're open and honest about what you're going through and it's nothing to be ashamed of either. I mean, being a woman having different phases of your cycle is so powerful and beautiful and you can use it to change how you work each day you can use it to change how you work out how you eat and it's once you're so connected with your body like it has literally changed my life as well and Maddie, like that's why I'm literally so supportive of everything you do because I am like a testimonial of the work you're doing. Like seriously, it's helped me so much. And I know everyone else who's been doing the fertility awareness method also feels the same way. So like I I just went on a rant there, but like you're literally doing big ass things. And I'm so proud of you. Thank you. It's just, it's so exciting, right? Like, you know, I feel like I've also another thing I just thought of, I mean, like literally this is how this topic works, right? Like we're going to hop off this call and for the rest of the day, I'm going to be like, I should have said this. I should have said that. Cause there's so much to talk about this topic. Like it's a never ending topic. Um, so there's no right or wrong. It's just like, it's a, a learning journey. It's a, it's a forever journey. But I also wanted to mention that I feel like I've become closer to women in general. I have so much more empathy for women. Um, 
you know, I kind of grew up and I feel like I always had like a lot of guy friends and like, I felt like I didn't really fit in with, with girls a lot with women and coming off the pill, getting in touch with my cycle. I have literally, I meet anyone and I'm like, you're my sister. Like, it's so amazing to, and I, I truly believe it's just like being in touch with like my womb center and, you know, knowing where I'm at in my cycle. Um, so there's so many incredible benefits to it. There are no yeah. downsides to knowing your cycle and to ovulate. There are literally no downsides. There's no downsides. <laughs> and um, last little thing I want to just throw out there too. It's like, if you are getting off birth control and you don't feel like 100% like you're doing the fertility awareness method to the fullest, just use protection yeah. if, you're, if you're sexually active. I mean, if you feel like you're ovulating, just use protection to be safe, you know? I was going to say like condoms are crucial or a barrier method when you are trying to figure out your cycle. Um, so cannot recommend that enough. I use condoms for the first year hopping off of hormonal contraceptive while I was number one, just trying to get my cycle back in general. Um, but also trying to regulate things. I wanted a consistent cycle. I wanted to be tracking all of my fertility measurements for at least four cycles before I started actually getting comfortable with like, okay, we can experiment with no condoms, you know, <laughs> now that I know what phases I'm in. Um, but condoms are incredible. They make such great condoms now that you really don't feel it. Like I don't feel it. I don't care. I'm also like, I, and I'm not, you know, alone in this, but I think most people can relate to sex sucked when I was on birth control. So in my yeah. head, I was like, I would way rather have incredible sex with a condom than terrible sex without a condom <laughs> you know well, when you're on um, the pill it literally lowers your sex drive <laughs> it does it does it impacts your testosterone levels it increases your sex hormone binding globulin so it's doing a lot of things that are impacting um your ability to be aroused so you know the thought of sex did not appeal to me even being you know touched and stroked and all of these things that now make me like tingle. I feel full body sensations. And, you know, I'm like, yes, obviously depending on the phase and you know, what else is going on, <laughs> but generally speaking, like I, it's, it's been beautiful. It's been very healing. And, wow. you know, especially like sex and arousal, it's very multifaceted, right? Like, you know, coming off the pill, um, I had to do a lot of work too with like my body image and um, healing past sexual trauma. Um, a lot of us, a lot of us women uh, deal with sexual trauma. And if we haven't, um, then I think we can all agree that we've at least been affected by like body image type things and like self-worth, which all are, you know, barriers when you're in the bedroom or wherever you are and you're trying to get sexy it's like then you're thinking of like oh my gosh my body all these things so you know I, I do want to give credit to that it, you know I for sure this is fact for me I stopped birth control and like I got wet down there I was like oh my gosh I'm literally like looking at like men and I'm just like I'm I'm ready you know um <laughs> But then that definitely, like, it definitely leveled out a little bit. And then, like, my, you know, uh, the, everything else kind of came to the surface of, like, oh, I still have to do work on my body image. I still have to do work on – it kind of showed me all these things, you know, which, you know, being off hormonal contraceptive, I was – my mind and my heart were open to not only notice these things where work needed to be done, but actually start doing the work. So Yum. I can say confidently now that I'm having the greatest, most passionate, loving – sex and pleasure of my entire life. And it's something that 
my partner and I continue to work on. It's a practice, right? Um, but for sure, the best I've ever had. And That's it's taken me, amazing. yeah, it's taken me some practice. So I don't want anyone yeah. to lose hope because um, some people might be listening like, dang, I hopped off the pill and I didn't get it back right away. It can take years for those levels mm-hmm. to come back to um, normal when we're talking about the sex hormone binding globulin. So um, yeah. So yeah, don't, don't lose hope. And I definitely like the last thing like I want to throw out there is like you, I love what you mentioned about feeling more like tapping into your feminine energy because that's exactly how I felt when I got off of the pill. And that definitely increased my sex drive as well, because I also feel like I have a lot of, um, like I, I'm a very, very, not like a workaholic, but I love to work and I love to build a business and be an entrepreneur. And that's a lot of masculine energy. So I sometimes find myself needing to tap more into my feminine and doing things that are flowier things like doing Pilates, doing yoga, stretching, maybe going to do something creative and getting off the pill was a huge thing for my feminine energy. And that definitely made me feel more connected in my relationship and while doing anything sexual. So that's like, I'm so happy that you mentioned that because I, yes, I mean, a hundred percent, like most of us are totally stuck in the masculine hormonal contraceptive or not because of this very male dominated society that we live in. And so that's another, the millionth thing that I love about tracking your cycle and, you know, tracking your fertile signs using this fertility awareness method is that it gives you permission to go slower when needed and to tap into that energy when that energy is there. So, you know, having a business, I've learned that my business thrives more when it's flowing with me. So that means I'm not waking up at the same time every day, doing the same exact things every day for work. You know, during my follicular phase, I am creating because that's when it's seamless for me. And it's so easy and I'm so creative. Um, And a little bit of my period too, but more so like the follicular phase. And then ovulation is like, that's when all I want to do is be social and talk to people. So that's when I love to host events and, you know, do higher intensity workouts and move my body more, be outside. And then the luteal phase is the time where I'm really going inward. And so that's where I save like a lot of like the kind of number side to my business and the financial parts. I save it for that. Like tax season lined up perfectly with my luteal phase. And I was like, hell yes, because (laughs) this does not seem like a burden right now. This is like my brain, how my brain is structured, our brain changes on average about 25% in structure throughout the course of our cycle. So how my brain was, how my hormones were and my neurotransmitters were firing, it was seamless for me to do that type of work during the luteal phase. And then during your period, it's like, you're going more inward. It's this, it's like the best permission slip to like, okay, no to social plans, no to like the workout classes, like just going on walks, doing yoga and stretching, cuddling with like a loved one or a furry one. And then the left (laughs) and right sides of your brain are like communicating the most. So like tapping into that and like, however you need to use that for your business, for your personal life, um, you know, using that is so incredible. We have four different versions of ourselves that are in this constant, beautiful rotation throughout our, uh, throughout our cycle. And it's a beautiful thing. You know, men, they are the same day in and day out. Right. And honestly, their hormones. And I love to mention this because there's this narrative that like, we're so unpredictable 
and you know our hormones are so crazy but like generally speaking if a woman has like a normal healthy consistent cycle if she tells me what day she's on I pretty much know what her hormones are doing which is awesome but men you know like their testosterone is impacted by literally if they've seen a gun within like the last 24 hours so you know or like if their favorite sports team won or lost like they're actually more unpredictable than we are I mean how much sleep they got the night before right like if they're in a relationship if they're a father there are so many things um so we're all beautiful but we're all so different and tracking your cycle getting off the pill becoming more in tune do it for you like I tell people that all the time like do it for you don't do it for anyone else um because that may prevent you from stopping if you want to it may it just shouldn't be your reason it should just be because you are ready to do this for yourself it's such a gift to yourself um and it will allow for a happier, healthier life in the short term and in the long term, um, which we haven't even, we, we aren't even able to get into menopause. I don't know if your listeners are interested in that quite yet. It's something that, you know, we should all be just, you know, prepared for that it's eventually going to come during our life. And it doesn't have to be bad either. Uh, mm-hmm. Just like puberty doesn't have to be painful, like all of these things, right? It's just natural. It's the natural processes of life and being a woman, being a uh, uterus owner. Yes. Yes. So literally <laughs> every single thing you just said. And wow, I think that's such a great way to close off our podcast. Seriously. Like you, Maddie, thank you so much for coming on. You always provide such cool information <laughs> and you're changing the lives of so many people. And I'm so proud of you to be your friend and just also follower and listener. <laughs> so go ahead and plug yourself to my audience so they can find you. They can seriously, guys, go look at all of her different resources. She has such great information on Instagram. Her podcast is amazing. Maddie also has an app and she has awesome recipes. She has a supplement called Soothe that I love. So yeah, plug yourself. I just plugged like literally everything you, you just do. You just plugged me. You just plugged me. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I also, Kelly, I have a whole episode on like the alternative methods of birth control. Again, like those level one, two, and three. I also have a, a blog post soon that will be also a, a speaking podcast episode. But currently a blog post all on like reasons why not to use the pill and how the pill and like hormonal contraceptives, how they impact us, how they work and other alternatives. Um, So I will also give that to you so that you can link that up. And I just want to leave everyone with also everyone follow me on Instagram. Let's connect. Yay. And on TikTok and anywhere you want to podcast, but I want to quote one of my favorite researchers in women's health, Laura Bryden. So these are her words and they're very powerful. The pill is chemical castration. We cannot continue to see this. Clinicians know it. Women themselves know it because they feel better off the pill, but researchers mysteriously decline to examine the reality that is right in front of us. They decline to challenge the pill gospel and instead waste research money comparing one pill to another. Why attempt to choose the best of a bad lot? The real question should be, aren't women better off without these drugs? And truly, there are better and safer ways to prevent pregnancy. And the pill does not have this beautiful, magical capability to regulate our hormones. It shuts them off and it shuts off ovulation. So, you know, um, there are many different options out there. And I encourage everyone to make their own empowered decision that is the best for themselves. And I'm here to support you no matter which you choose. Aww. 
You're amazing. Thank you so much for coming on, Maddie. Way to close off the podcast with some fire. That was awesome. (laughs) And I seriously, everyone listening, go and follow Maddie. Connect with her. Ask her any questions. And I'm sure she'll be on the podcast again. We love having Maddie on the podcast. So we also sometimes do workouts together, like partnered workouts on Instagram. So keep an eye out for one of those. Let's do it next week. Let's do it next week. We can talk about it later. So down. We'll talk about it later. I'm super down for sure. Thank you guys so much for listening and supporting the Healthy But Human podcast. It means the world to me. If you loved today's episode, don't forget to tag me in your Instagram stories at Healthy But Human Pod and leave this podcast a nice review if you're feeling kind. It seriously helps me a lot and it helps the podcast reach more queens out there who are getting into their holistic health and wellness journey the balanced girl way. All right. I hope you have the best day ever. I will see you next week for some more excitement on our podcast. I hope your day is sunshiny and amazing and full of lots of love. You're awesome. My gorgeous queen, please never forget that. And I will see you later. Bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co.